We're bringing you the show tonight as we watch the first four as March Madness returns after being on hiatus last year. The NFL free agent cycle keeps ticking on, but Deshaun Watson, what the hell's going on in Houston? That and more. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with my boy. Mr. Brown. And we are coming to you from the man cave. We got the garage door open. The rain is coming down, but we got some March Madness taking place here. The first four. We just watched a fun game between Drake and the Wichita State Shockers. And Drake. Do you know where Drake is? Toronto. (laughs) With the Raptors. That might be the same guy. (laughs) He's got his own university. (laughs) Either way, Drake, they're moving on. And... That's a hell of a playing game. That you is. know what I mean? To watch this right now, it was awesome. So, we, I guess we already had one with uh, Texas Southern beating, I believe, uh, Mount St. Mary's. I know where Mount St. Mary's is. It's in Maryland. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's only because I used to live close to there. But and uh, we're getting ready to go. Like, how's this for a playing game for you? Michigan State and UCLA. My, how the mighty have fallen. I mean, those are like blue bloods, right? Oh, absolutely. It's it's just terrible. But you know what? One of them will be in the tournament at well, least for another game. At least they're talking, uh, they're playing tonight. What can Duke and UNC say? And Kentucky, I guess, right? Well, yeah, I think North Carolina's in. Are they? Yeah, it's Duke. It's Duke and uh, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. They, they are not in. They and, wish they were playing tonight. And then uh, I guess the, the positive thing is you had, did you know you had alternates for the, the tournament, right? Like if a team got COVID? I did not know that. So there was like four teams that were just sitting there by the phone, waiting on the phone to ring if a team couldn't make the tournament. They would only do it in the beginning before it started. Once it starts, it is what it is. If you, if you got COVID, you forfeit. But if a team would have had you know positive cases or whatever, they'd pull them out and somebody would have got the shoulder tap. They already had them ready. They had four teams ready. I can't remember who they were, but – they, they didn't get the, there was only like eight positive tests inside the entire uh, tournament bubble here, so right. everything seems to be okay. But I, I'm just excited it's back. And, and next week we got Bob Picozzi from ESPN coming on, and he is big time into March Madness. Originally he said he wasn't going to come on the show because we do it on Wednesdays or Thursday nights. He's like, I got games to watch. And you know what? Bob, I hate to tell you, but they changed the dates this year. So how do you feel about it being on the weekend and not during the week? I like it better because, I mean, with work, I can focus all my energy into it now. They, they say the the there's a record decline in the number of vasectomies this year because usually oh, guys, yeah. guys would schedule vasectomies this time of year so they could miss work, they could sit at home, watch March Madness while they quote-unquote recuperate. Oh, yeah. You so, get a few extra days and you make it like a four-day weekend type thing. Exactly. So, I mean, you're sitting there enjoying uh, the, the early start times, not have to worry about getting fired from uh, watching it on your phone at work. So, Are you in any brackets with work? Uh, no, no, no. But I'll tell you what. There's an interesting thing I saw, and I believe it's on DraftKings. Uh, do you know, like, do you ever do, like, survival football or anything like that? I have not. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes. Okay, so they have survival tourney uh, betting where all you do is you pick one team to win each round. Okay. So, I, I, obviously, things would play out a little different after the first round because teams are going to win. But you don't want to pick somebody like Gonzaga or Baylor in the first round, right? You want to have them later. You want to save them. You want them in the clip. Right, right, right. Who would you take in the first round? If you just had to pick a team that's not going to go anywhere, but you you know they're going to win the first round. West Virginia. That's what I would say. (laughs) They'll beat my ass state. (laughs) But that's about it, maybe. I don't know. It, it, it's uh, it's fun thing to think about. I think I might jump in on that. But either way, we're excited for March Madness. 
And I am so happy that it's actually taking place. It's not disbanded. It's not whatever. Last year sucked. I feel like other than the Super Bowl, this is probably the one event the general sports fans rally around more than anything else. I think it's March Madness and the Super Bowl. It's a for little me. Bit, it's a little bit of gambling, but at yeah. the same time, like we don't have any money on that game we just watched. But right. we we prolong starting the show because let's just see what Drake I mean, and Wichita State. I mean, do. would you buy into that? I mean, like, oh yeah, because I mean, what else is there? I mean, because like nobody gives a shit about the NBA Finals right. anymore. The World Series. Let's be honest, baseball fans are all about it, but it doesn't appeal to the masses the way right, it used right. to. Uh, the Super Bowl's for everybody, and March Madness is for about if you're a sports fan. Yeah, you're that's all the about top March two, Madness. hands down. And then uh, you know Loyola from uh, Chicago is back in it, and they got the the nun back. You know she well, she got her COVID vaccine, yep. so she's ready to roll to watch the tournament. She filled out a bracket, and she did say that West Virginia, if they met up, would beat her own team. All right, so I don't like the kiss of death that she yeah, gave us. Exactly, that she, that's, that's what a, that was. That's like when Lee Corso picks right. you on uh, college game day or whatever. Either way, I, I, I'm excited that at least it's it's happening like here. Like a kiss so. of death from a nun. That's like so many horror uh, movies start that out that is, way. Have you ever seen the movie The Nun? Oh, no, I've seen the cover. That was enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, we have a, a packed show. We have tons to talk about. We're excited for March Madness. Don't forget, We Don't Know Sports has a bracket. We have a lot of people in it already. We're not rich. We can't give away a lot of money, but we're going to give you a shirt or something if you win. We'll let you pick something off the We Don't Know Sports store. So make sure you sign up. We're hosting it on ESPN, no password needed. Just find we don't know sports, and we'd love to bring you on to talk to us if you do beat us. Yeah, which, absolutely. that's not going to happen. Let's it, be real, but it sounds good. But you know, if somebody actually knows sports and, and comes in ahead of you, me, or Biggie, then yeah, we'll bring you on the show. You can tell everybody about your master crafting of the bracket because usually everybody's is in the trash by you know <laughs> the first day. E- either way, damn, it's just good to talk about March Madness because NBA leaves us so shorthanded with basketball conversation it's insane like as equally excited as we are for this tournament we're as equally as disappointed and eh, hated it for the yeah. nba yeah it swings it's it, that it swings bad the other way yeah I, at least we do get to hear uh the tnt guys with uh shack and kenny or shack i don't know shack's on there but barkley kenny smith ernie trying to Johnson. talk about yeah, yeah. They, ernie does okay but the ernie's guys, the man the other guys they don't know crap about the no. college game and they're like that point guard, they don't even know their names. They just call them by the position. Number four there, he's got some handles. Like, do your horrible, homework, guys. Just terrible. Terrible. You're terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have a no-filter segment coming up a little bit later. We had a, a Rockies fan come on. Uh, he's he's definitely kind of in the in the enthralls of baseball. He's an umpire. He's a high school coach out in Colorado. Knows some big leaguers and things like that. But uh, you got wanna... the definitely got the Rocky connection. Yeah. So if you wanna... even the family, <laughs> yeah, he, he, we got a story about Nolan Arenado's family, maybe. But either way, if you want to hear how pissed off a fan base is, I think uh, Shane. Definitely shared the uh, the pain there. So we look forward to having that here later in the show. Uh, but let's uh, get started with some NFL free agency. All right, Mr. Brown, there's some winners and there's some losers in NFL free agency. And there's been some crazy things happen. But just so far, has anything stood out to you? And do you have anybody that you're like, man, they, they actually did their job and did what they need to do to improve their team? I mean, to me, it's the Patriots and everyone else so far, and I hate to say it because 
They went out. Other than Cam Newton, I'm hoping they it's going to be like a backup job before the offseason's over. They're drafting over. a quarterback. Um, but other than Cam Newton, they went out and filled a ton of needs. And I can't even keep up with the guys. There's so many. But Belichick's really made a splash. So I think it's them and everyone else. The question is, will this pay off? Because they don't normally spend the way they're spending. Now, outside of New England, I'll tell you who else had a had a haul. Tampa Bay. Like they they kept everything together. They franchise tag uh, good or Godwin, and then um, uh, Shaquille Barrett took a hometown discount. Brady restructured his contract. Like Gronk's back. They're not going anywhere. No, they're going to be right back where they are. Like everybody else is, is kind of just middling around with this stuff. Uh, you Bad look at teams boys like for life. That's it, man. They are not going nowhere. Exactly is what they say. That's but, right. The, the Titans, uh, you know, they're, they're a playoff team. They didn't do shit. They lost one of their best players. They lost, uh, Corey Davis and Johnny Smith. Johnny Smith went to the Patriots. Well, let, let's talk about the little, uh, quarterback carousel since we last talked last week. All right. So, uh, the, the big thing is Chicago, right? So Chicago put this package allegedly together to try to bring in Russ. And that didn't happen. I heard it was three first rounders and then some. And like Khalil Mack and everything. And my, my favorite thing I saw on social media was the meme of Adam Sandler from Uncut Gems where he's like, this is how we win. And it was like the Bears offer 19 first round future draft picks or something. But you do realize since uh, Russell Wilson dressed up as Pete Carroll like four or five years ago for Halloween that they've got rid of offensive line ever since then. Yeah, there, there's some uh, there's some deep, deep burns there. That's not going so. away. And, and you know what's funny is the NFC West. All all the other teams did was improve their defensive lines throughout the the division. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, Russ Russ can't be happy. And they didn't sign anybody. They didn't do anything to bring anybody in. They're they're a mess. So Chicago, do you think Dalton's an upgrade for what they had this year? I, is there a difference? I mean, I, I that's think what I'm da- asking. I think Dalton's a better quarterback than Trubisky. But you're, but you're talking about a, an aged Dalton right. now, and now he's got the stink of Dallas on him that. Well, they had to get someone the hair color matched their logo. They they did. I mean, that's that explains Ryan Pace in the uh, front office of the Chicago. That's Bears. Good logic, right? So I, I see so much stuff from Bears fans. They have to be the most self-deprecating oh. fan base there is. They they hate themselves and they hate their team. They just expect not to win any games. And <laughs> the, the Packers fans equally endorse the move. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're like, this is great. The Packers have Rodgers another year. They re-upped Aaron Jones. Yeah, um, that was a, that was the big one that surprised me. Yeah, because you kept wondering were they going to pay the guy because they drafted Dylan last year in the what first or second round. Right, right. Like, why are you drafting him there if you're going to re up Aaron Jones? Don't, Aaron Jones is a great back. Right, but, but the, the way they was, used him this year too, they wouldn't let him be the bell cow. So and I, and what I, are we doing? I thought he was going to test the market. Right. I thought he was going to get paid. But then back to Chicago, Trubisky. Now he is backing Buffalo. up Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> So he's circling the wagons of Buffalo. So I'm guessing Trubisky didn't get a lot of offers. So that shows that the NFL, how they view him. Yeah, exactly. They're done. And that makes me even more pissed off because Trubisky beat me in my fantasy championship. He did. Beat freaking Pat Mahomes. (laughs) So apparently when it's the game's on the line, Mahomes don't show up. You just bring out the best in your competition. Mm. He plays up to the level of competition is all I can say. Do you like Fitzpatrick in Washington over comeback player of the year, Alex Smith? Uh, I think Alex Smith's story is great, but let's be honest. He's a game manager. Well, even at that, do you really want him under center 16 games? No, absolutely not. No, I mean, you're petrified. They were lucky he did what he did. Yeah. It's a great story. And, And like, 
I think it still has a good ending, but not everybody gets the fairy tale ending you want. So you just live with it the way it is. And as far as Fitzpatrick, like I'm looking around, like Cam Newton gets more money than Fitzpatrick. I like Fitz. I mean, he's a he's a gamer. Yeah, he done came out today. He he's like the he's the new Yogi Berra of quotes. So he says. <laughs> Every week for me is a grudge week because I've played for every darn team in the NFL it's now. It's a revenge so. tour. Revenge tour, exactly. <laughs> it so, is. I like it. Was this like his ninth team? Something like that. I mean, it's. I'm not even joking. Like, yeah. I think it's that many. That many. It, it's insane. So uh, the the other thing I uh, just wanted to hit on is outside of uh, like NFL free agency, I still got to digest a lot of the. I, other I stuff. got one more thing. All right, good. So as a Raiders fan, we went out and signed Kenyon Drake. Two years, eleven million, which could balloon up to fourteen million in incentives. I'm like, that's an odd signing. It's odd because for one, we've cut our whole offensive line, and we have no defense. So our biggest priority for Mayock and Gruden is getting our backup running back because uh, Jacobs is the guy. So I, what are we doing? I, I think your biggest priority was something else, but that might change now. I think the biggest priority was trying to package a trade to get Deshaun Watson. But is he tradable now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I think he tried to trade his uh, Asian uh, masseuse because she wouldn't oil the anus. Uh, that That's the quote, right? Right. Like he wanted the. That's not me saying it. That's Deshaun. That, that's what he said. And he got aggressive and he got in there and he's like, damn it, I'm here. I pay good money. Someone's going to oil this anus. All right, so so real talk for a second. Like, obviously, it's serious if you have sexual assault allegations or whatever it may be. You know, it, it's it's not good. It's not a good look right now. No. Now, Th- third third uh, accusation now. Third in, in a week. And, and it's all massage parlors, I guess. Like, I mean, what, does him and Cuomo hang out on the weekends? Forget Cuomo. I feel like Bob Kraft's somewhere lurking here. Like, <laughs> this right. is... There, there's right. a ploy here. Like, we always say the Patriots are playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers. Is that what this is? Is Cam Newton going to be signing trade? I mean, is that what's going to happen? Is there like an NFL Illuminati like group that just goes around terrorizing massage parlors? I mean, maybe. but Or or is it a conspiracy by Houston to yeah, force him true. to play? Yeah. It's like, let's just pay off these girls oh my to, to cause these allegations. That way his trade value is gone. He's he's stuck to play here. I mean, this is the stuff movies are made of. Uh, this is like uh, the departed NFL version You're or right. something. We're, we're going to have layers upon layers, and it's going to be great. But I still the- think of that. Jack Nicholson walks in. Did you get your period yet? It's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I just like how the whole movie in yeah. The Departed, he never talks to the Boston accent. Yeah. He says, when I tell you to bury a body in the marsh, you bury a body in the marsh. <laughs> God. All right, uh, we're off the rails. We are, that but quick. that that's that's what we do. Uh, the, the, the thing is, the NFL is going to investigate it. We'll see how it plays out. But this is not a good look for a guy that was heralded as one of the top five quarterbacks, as a good guy. That is a face of a franchise. Now he's a face of a franchise with a couple black eyes and a busted lip. Right? Absolutely. Right? It's a mess. The best meme I saw, and it's the one best, it's probably the best sports meme I've seen in a while. It had the Drake meme where you have Watson up top. He says Houston Texans. He's like, nah. And then at the bottom it says Houston Oilers. And he's like, absolutely. <laughs> They're bringing back the Oilers, yeah. baby. <laughs> <laughs> so <My> bad. <laughs> Oh, the NFL news cycle never stops. That's great. (laughs) What is up? We don't know Sports Nation. Now is the time that we ask fans all across the world to take off the filter. 
rip off the Band-Aid and tell everyone exactly what is on their mind. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for No Filter. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back once again with our No Filter segment. And this time we're going to the snowy highlands of Colorado. I guess it's not sunny. It might have melted a little bit. But he's in a tiny mountain town similar to South Park, maybe. I don't know. He's, he's outside of Denver. He's got some umpiring experience. He, he's a big sports fan. And we know he's pissed off about the Colorado Rockies. And he's got something he's got to get off his chest. Shane Armenta, welcome to the show. Shane, how are you doing, brother? Hey, hey, good to be here, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, yeah, hey. a little little pissed off might be an understatement. <laughs> <Hey. It's, laughs> we're we're all kind of baffled up here in Colorado right now. Uh, we lost arguably the, the top three or four player in all of baseball because he couldn't get along with the general manager, Jeff Brittich, and uh, ownership didn't didn't step in. Nobody, nobody even seems to care that we just lost Nolan Arenado, man. It's, it's uh, mind boggling. It pisses me off. So you go and trade that Rockies hat in for a Cardinals hat. Hey, I'll tell you what I'm going to, you watch (laughs) opening day. I'll, I'll be there April 1st and I'm wearing a, an Arenado Cardinal Jersey, pal. All right, Shane, let me ask you this because for those who don't know, you know, obviously we had the the deal where where Nolan got traded. So first, before we get into some of the details behind kind of what happened there, how long have you been a Rockies fan? Uh, The Rockies came into existence in 94. I've been a Rockies fan since the early days, you know, with Galarraga and of course, uh, you know, the the Blake Street Bombers. I wore the shirt. Nice. Okay. Uh, Vinny Castilla and uh, Dante Bichette, those guys, you know, they were they were affectionately called the Blake Street Bombers. Coors Field is on the corner of 20th and Blake Street, hence Blake Street Bombers. Right. So uh, I've been a huge Rockies fan. Um, Todd Helton came up. Well, number 17 came up in uh, what year did he come up? Maybe 96, 95, 96. And uh we have yet to win a, a National League West title. Um, we made we made that improbable run in 2007 to get to the World Series, only to get dismantled by the Red Sox. But uh, yeah, it's been a struggle. We've had some decent teams. Pitching's a struggle, of course, at altitude. So is, is, never... there any, is there any solution to the pitching situation? I mean, is there any light at the end of the tunnel there? Well, what they've done is they've brought in a humidor. They put the they put twelve cases of balls or whatever in this humidor to kind of weigh them down a little bit, but uh, they still fly out of Coors. So I, I've thought before too, maybe like in, instead of going for like the strikeout power type pitcher, I mean, have they tried to go with a bunch of sinker ballers to try to get it's, some ground balls, get some knuckleball guys? <laughs> that's that's an idea. <laughs> these guys these guys can't seem to to figure it out. I mean, we've got some good young. Young pitchers down here, uh, John Gray, uh, Senzatella, Marquez. Um, we had a, a nice pitcher come over from uh, part of the Nolan trade. Okay. Well, let, let me let me switch gears and go back to this. So Nolan Arenado just signed an extension with the Rockies a couple years ago. So what went wrong so quickly to where he was able to sign an extension to where? 
they paid him a lot of money, but if you compare it to other contracts in baseball, it really wasn't that bad. It was, it was a pretty good deal to sign him and lock I mean, him for up. The type of player. Yeah, I mean, really, was, yeah. I mean, they did good there. And then just fast forward to the next year, there was already rumblings, and then you went through the shortened season, and it just you know exasperated beyond control. And now he's gone. So what the hell happened? So he, you know, he he wanted help. I mean, <laughs> can't imagine Ritich, why. Well, I understand. From everything I've read, he wanted help. They promised him help. They haven't. Have you looked back, back to the beginning, who we've signed? I mean, we've got, we signed Ian Desmond. I mean, he's probably the top guy we've ever signed. <laughs> Ian Desmond. But uh, the the relationship soured between he and Jeff Riddich to a point where, where it was not fixable. And Nolan's get me the hell out of here. I'm done. I was kind I of shocked go. he played last year. Honestly, I thought he was going to be moved to yeah, the short season. It was a it was a soured relationship. And in fact, I'll I'll even put this out there. So I I mentioned to Greg that so I'm friends with his mom and dad, Millie and Fernando. Okay. So I I actually reached out to his dad. It was very politically correct. I said <laughs> you know wherever Noel goes, I'll support him. I didn't want to piss his dad off and have his dad block me. <laughs> but I said, uh, so, uh, you know, it just, it's unfortunate that right there in Lodo, where's all these bars, it's a place to go in the summertime. You're going to still put 35, 40,000 people in the seat, whether you're one in 161 or you're, or you're, or you're a perennial power. So, you know, I don't think these guys, I, and what I put to his dad was, it just doesn't seem like they give a shit about winning. I said they they don't care. They're still going to get their 40,000 people every game at Coors. And his dad responded by saying it sure seems like it doesn't. Yeah, and that's the thing I about mean, Colorado. Like, they're, they're not a, an old established team, but, my God, the fan base looks passionate. They seem like they have better attendance It looks than like most. an amazing venue. Yeah, and the, the ballpark looks great. So what you're saying is it's you got great. all these pieces for a great franchise, just piss-poor management and leadership, right? Piss-poor management. You know, it's kind of funny because I, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of troll their, their Facebook page, and if you look at it, they just get beat to shit. <laughs> these guys are just taking up beating like is fire there, british are, are there any fans are there any fans that defend them right now is there anybody that's like pro rockies management no hey just show us that you guys that we care about and winning creating a winning culture i mean a lot of these people are you know pay good money to get i mean i'm fortunate because i'll have a pass you know and and uh you know i got a friend that throws tickets out but uh it's we just want to win just win, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you, me outside looking in, because what all they've tried hasn't worked. So you've got to think of something different. And me, if I was drafting and developing players, I would absolutely 80% target pitching, and I would be looking at guys that can throw a cutter and a sinker and try to saw some guys off and, and try to see what you can do. I mean, because let, let's be real. The hitting stats are inflated in Colorado. I'm not saying – Helton and these guys yes, they aren't are. great players, but it is what it is. You've got you've got yes. hitters. You need to get some pitching, man. Absolutely, and I don't care what level. I I coached high school baseball for fourteen years. I don't care if it's it's little league, high school, college, pros. If you don't have pitching, you're you're just not going to compete. And think about this, guys. We lost DJ Lemayhew. Think about that <laughs> that infield. DJ at second base. 
Nolan at third, Story, who's already coming on as one of the top shortstops in the game. Think about that infield. I mean, you think about what we've lost. They they gave away DJ, and all he's done in New York is been an MVP candidate every year he's been there. I'm telling you what, if New York didn't have DJ last year, he saved their freaking season. And I I know the results weren't there, but without him and those injuries, they would have been lost. Yep. He was a constant. And and the the sad thing for Rockies fans out there is you guys just got so much in return for all these guys you got rid of, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. We yeah, we got we got a half eaten bag of Cheetos and a and a gas station hot dog. I I heard y'all traded him for a mule and then you shot the mule. Pretty much. That that's that's a great analogy. You know, spring is spring is supposed to be the season of eternal optimism as we look toward the uh, the baseball season kicking off. And I'm sorry, Rockies Nation, that you can't do that right now. But I know I know Shane, you're you're a big baseball guy anyway. So uh, outside of the Rockies, you got some other stuff that's going to keep you preoccupied. So you mentioned coaching uh, high school before, but you're into umpiring too. So tell us a little bit about that. So yeah, I got into to umpiring. So I coached until 2016. So I got into umpiring. Well, I, I've done it since I was about 22. I, I dumped a lot of, you know, like summer ball. And and I, and I finally went and I got certified. Um, got into that, tested, got, got, enjoyed that. So I'm on my, on my fifth year of umpiring high school baseball. Enjoy that. I've done some, some lower college level ball um, here in Colorado. Um, hope to get into to the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, which is would be like Colorado State University, Pueblo, Adam State, Mesa State, who's a perennial power at the and Pueblo for that matter. They're they're perennial powers in the Division II level. But it all started. I mean, my, I, I mentioned my my friend that's uh, Chris Caccioni. He's a major league umpire, so we would have simulated games. We built a backstop, and that's all we do all day every day. And we would call each other's balls and strikes, and oftentimes it led to. Fisticuffs, you know the way guys were, guys are. <laughs> Five minutes later, we'd we'd be hugging and we'd be back out there doing it again, you know. And you know, I told funny story. I told Chris a couple of years ago. I said, you know, those times I got mad at you, you were probably right. Your calls were probably right. <laughs> but but uh, we have a lot of fun with that. You know, umpiring is a is a passion. It's uh, you know, it, it I I've emulated a lot of uh what chris does i mean it's maybe it's just because we spent so much time together but the mannerisms when he calls a strike or you know i was giving him i was giving him hell because of the world series i was there for games one and two last year when he was at first base when he called a guy out he'd lift his leg up we saw him i'm like what the hell were you doing he's like i don't even realize i was doing that I'm like what was that left when you would when you would do your out call that left leg had come up he's like really I said, yeah, what the hell was that about? That's so, just enthusiasm. But I've tried to, yeah, but I've tried to learn, you know, I've I've picked Chris's brain, you know, uh, uh, a ton, you know. What what would this guy, you know, what's this guy like? Or what's that guy like? I'm always asking him certain players, you know, in baseball. And it's real interesting to hear his his views. Most of the time it's, oh, he's a great guy. Ah, nice guy. Or he's a quiet guy, you know sort of thing but you told me over the phone uh, earlier this week you said chris has a uh, had a rival i guess he recently retired a manager uh that was out to get him or they, they just didn't see eye to eye so what's that about <laughs> well, 
So, so Ron Gardenhire, who, who Chris just loves to death, he loved him to death. He said, when you got between the lines, he said he hated my guts. He said, I couldn't do anything right. He said, Gardy would just come at me just nonstop. And uh, he said, after the game, it's like, nicest guy in the world. But he said, for some reason, Gardy would target Chris and just give him shit. And he's top 10 all time uh, for ejections, I believe, Gardy is. Oh, yeah. Oh, up there with Bobby Cox and those guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting when Chris says it because he's like, oh, I know Gardy has a job to do. Or, you know, and I'll try to get Chris to toss somebody when I go to a game. I'm like, I want to see an ejection. He's like, <laughs> hell with that. He's like, I'm not doing all the paperwork. And, you know, if he has to do it, he's going to do it. But he's like, nah, I don't feel like doing paperwork all night. From the, from the fan perspective, I would have never even thought of that. Like, you just see a guy, and an umpire, and a coach arguing, and you're thinking it's part of the game. I would have never thought they had the equivalent like the cop pulling, giving somebody a ticket, <laughs> full detailed report. I mean, so I, I, do, they, do they have a quota they got to meet, like a cop? Like, you got to eject so many people yeah, a month. We're low on fines this month. You need to eject some I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm going to ask him. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it goes to the, to the commissioner's office, of course. And uh, – you know, every, every ejection is reviewed, you know. Of course, if there's contact, you know, then it's an automatic suspension and a fine. But every every ejection is, is reviewed. And, you know, most of the time it's just a, you're done for the game. You know, sometimes, you know, if, it, if the, the verbal abuse is so bad that it's, they may be fined. But an interesting thing, guys, that Chris told me, Last year during the COVID season, when there were no fans, he said, I did not realize that you can hear the um, the, the dugouts barking at each other. He said, it's, it, it gets brutal. Yeah, you know, you out. get, you know, you imagine this, if the Red Sox and the Yankees are playing and, and, and LeMahieu gets hit, the Yankees, you got Aaron Judge and Stanton yelling, oh, we're going to get your asses, you know. <laughs> yeah. But he said, I did not realize that they bark as much as they do back and forth. It was real interesting. This shortened season, man, it changed a lot of stuff. That, like you could hear all – in all sports, you could hear the, the barking. And then even in basketball, you hear the, the shoes are squeaking on the court. And it, it really changed a lot exactly. of stuff. But I want to wrap up with this one last question because you've had it on both sides. So from the coaching perspective and then your umpiring perspective – is there one from the other that like stands out for you as far as either you got tossed or you had to toss somebody? Is there any kind of altercation from either side that stands out to you that's like, wow, that was crazy? I'll give you one when I when I was coaching. So we so in two thousand, I think it was two thousand and eleven, we had a I coached at a small high school, but we were we were good. We had we had some talent out there. And we went to a, to a town in Walsenburg. These guys stunk. We we thought we were gonna <laughs> score as many runs, but for some reason, we couldn't catch a cold. We couldn't hit water if we fell out of a boat. We couldn't do anything right. We ended up getting beat. Well, I'm so pissed off at I'm trying to light a fire. I'm coaching first base, and the guy was our guy was out by a pipe. And I'm screaming and I'm trying to get tossed hoping maybe that'll light a fire. And that umpire laughed. He's like, Coach, I know what you're doing. So I I'm trying to get tossed. I'm dropping F-bombs, which you're not supposed to do at the high school level here, <laughs> you know. 
assistant coaches can't even talk. You can give them dugout restrictions and then, then you start giving them to the head coach. And so two years ago, I'm doing a game. I'm umpiring a game and my partner's just taking a beating. And it was a, it was a pretty important game um, in the RPI. They do RPI here in high school. He had two teams. One was like 11, one was 12 in the state. This, one lady, she just would not let up. And I could hear her, her voice drowned out over everybody. And I finally had enough. She was calling him an old man and shut your mouth. Go back to the nursing home. I mean, just giving him shit. And I finally had enough. And what was great about this, guys, is the athletic director in Buena Vista is also, he's also the president of the Colorado High School. So this lady picked a bad day. <laughs> to talk her shit. So uh, I come down, I'm like, all right, you want some attention lady? You're about to get some attention. <laughs> so I call, I call the AD down because I wanted her removed. And he came down. I said, you see that lady right there with the red, the red, she had a tank top on and jean shorts. I want her gone. Initially refused to go. The, the AD threatened to call the police. We were going to stop the game. I mean, it was that bad. <laughs> and finally she left. Well, then I found out after the game that she came back incognito. <laughs> she came in with a hoodie like Cornholio. <laughs> but I said, I don't care as long as she shut up. That she sounds, came in in sunglasses. Like Karen for like sure. The, the Mr. Potato Head disguise. <laughs> uh, that's, that's awesome story. So as we wrap up here and we say goodbye, I'm just asking if you can do us a favor, just uh, channel yes. your, your best inner umpire right now and pretend like we're the Karen and you were tossing us out of a game. So let me hear your call. Go ahead and toss us right now. You're gone. <laughs> just like that. That's it. <laughs> and you, know, you know, guys, I want you to watch Chris sometime. I want you to look at some of his uh, YouTube, his video. What Chris says when he tosses a guy, he says, boom. <laughs> he lets out the boom. He <laughs> gives him the boom. And you boom, can even read his lips. Boom. <laughs> That's good. Hey, you might have to adapt that too. But, hey, Shane, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. It's been a pleasure talking. And I know it's going to be a long season for the Rockies fans out there. So uh, keep your head up. Yeah, just enjoy baseball. Well, I'd, love to, I'd love to do it again. I've got some buddies that would love to do this, guys. Hey, we got we got all summer to talk baseball, man. Anytime. We'll bring you back on, okay? Let's do it, brother. You guys have a great day, man. All right, you too, Shane. Oh, man, always fun when we have people come on the show. We get different backgrounds and whatnot, and we get to talk to people from Colorado every now and then. So I, I don't know if you like the South Park mention or not, but, you know, they probably take offense to that. The uh, The thing I wanted to ask you, man, this past week, it has been phenomenal weather for us. Like, it's been 70 degrees. And, like, the world of sports is on fire right now. Like, we know we don't care about the NBA. We already talked about NFL, free agency. Like, we're not the experts you can listen to to give us your, give you a breakdown on everything that's happened because it's a whirlwind. There's so much stuff. But we know we got March Madness. That's that's I cannot wait for this weekend. That's going to be great. But, man, was it nice just to get outside and 70-degree weather and, like, the sun? I know it's raining now, but, my God, where's this been?
Oh, it's been beautiful the last week or so, but it was like, I swear it was like, it went from winter. Like, I feel like a few weeks ago, we're down here doing the show and we're walking through the snow on the ground and the the ground's frozen. And now you got like the flowers coming up through the yard and blooming and all that. It just springs around the corner, man. I've got fishing, baseball, and then March Madness. I'm a a happy guy right now. So it's always a sign that summer is not far away when you get to March Madness. So we know that. Uh, the, The one thing I wanted to ask. Do you plan on going to any baseball games this year? Because they are allowing some fans at some stadiums. I won't be going to Atlanta. I know that. Um, Because to me, it kind of just... That's a hike to go for 12,000 fans. Yeah, to me, you're not getting the full experience. Now, would I be opposed to going to Cincinnati or Pittsburgh? I would do that. Okay. So right now, I think they're at like 30% capacity. The the one thing I was... So Pittsburgh is like normal. (laughs) So Pittsburgh. Well, I'll tell you what's... what's I'm step up. The best one, though, is Detroit. Now, they might have gotten this changed, but the last time I looked, they were only allowing 1,000 people for Tigers games. That's ridiculous. And and at spring training, their last spring training game had 12,000. Wow. (laughs) Down in Florida. Yeah. And now in Detroit, it's (laughs) 1,000? It's 1,000. Who do they think they are, the Marlins? You're going to have more people in spring training than your actual ballpark. That's a joke. That is a joke. I, I get that people are still nervous and being precautious or whatever, but come on, man. I mean, if you have a 40,000 capacity stadium, you tell me you can't fit 15 in there in social distance? <laughs> you think? That's ridiculous. I mean, my God. Mark off the damn seats and let people in. It's It'd be fine. You, you know. should be glad anybody wants to watch the Tigers right now. I, you know what? It's uh, it's not a good time to be a Tigers fan, that's for sure. About like the Rockies. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> it definitely is. So something we're not going to get into the details, but we just want to make sure everybody's aware. We, we've we had a project on social media that you've been pushing real hard. Baseball, we're counting down the season. What have we been doing? Every day, um, we're on day 23 now. Every day we highlight a particular team and we list, just depending on how many people, the want, how many, how many players the people want, but essentially it's the fan favorite for every franchise. Right. It's not necessarily the best, best overall player. player. It's, it's your favorite. We've asked everyone to vote for their favorite player. I usually start about twenty between twenty and thirty players per franchise that I think should be on there, and then I leave it open to the fans to add whoever you want. And as the Cleveland Indians, I'll say this: they they showed up. They're on fire. Like we started with like thirty people for the Indians. It's like up to sixty. They're like, "What about this guy? What about this guy?" So Cleveland rocks, and that's the truth. And they're killing it. They're killing it. <laughs> and, and and that's the thing, right? Like people ask for somebody, we we throw them on there. That that's the that's the way to do it. But Cleveland does rock. And speaking of things that rocks, we were talking a little bit before the segment just about you know things we've been killing time. Even the weather's nice. Before that, we were stuck inside a little bit. And uh, there's a there's a throwback movie we were just talking about, and I think your daughter was asking about it. Tell me tell me how this came about. Yeah, she's 13 now, and she's getting into some music. She she actually likes older uh, music better than today's crap, which I'm very appreciative of. She's on a Queen kick right now, so if we're driving down the road, she'll ask Alexa to play the uh, top hits by Queen. You're trying to make sure it doesn't kick yeah, on her. Right? I looked over to Alexa said to the word. <laughs> yeah, so she's on this Queen kick, and she loves Queen. So I was telling her. I told her about uh, Wayne's World because where they have that scene where they're all riding around in the in the Murph and they're playing Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, the and AMC they're all, Pacer. They're all like jamming and then they start the headbanging part of the song and going nuts. And 
So then I was also telling her about Alice Cooper and Feed My Frankenstein when they're, we're not worthy, we're scum, we suck. Uh, I just like when he talks about the, it's not Milwaukee, it's Milwaukee. Milwaukee. <laughs> but the, uh, the, the best thing about Bohemian Rhapsody is the only rock song to go number one twice. It went number one in the 70s and went number one again in the 90s because it was on the Wayne's World soundtrack. So before the world of the internet, it got reintroduced to a whole audience 20 years later. And that, it went that's number awesome. one again. That's great. It should, though. Yeah, it's amazing. So There's so much going on in that one song. It changes throughout the song so much. Now, have you seen the uh, Grubhub commercials or whatever it is with Wayne's World on there? Yeah. It's plastic surgery. He looks a little rough, Mike Myers yeah. does. Dana Carvey he looks, looks the fine, same. But, uh, oh, Mike Myers, what have you done to yourself? Is he trying to look like Shrek? I think he looks like Fat Bastard. <laughs> Something. One of his characters, he's trying to... No, it's kind of freaky. It, it's it's a little, little odd, but... You know what? The, the old 90s movies, man, sometimes they're not, they're not bad to go back and watch. I, I'll say that. I always enjoy finding those, those gems and going back to, especially when you got kids. And Wayne's World's got so many little things with it. It makes you feel good when they actually appreciate it. Now, Rob Lowe looks the same. He was in, he's the bad guy in Wayne's World. See, that's another thing. She's seen some of the, uh, my wife introduced her to some Rob Lowe movies. In the eighties, when he was, you know, oh, the, the big Brat pack, the big heartthrob, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. she's in, at my daughter was in love with him, and then she saw him in Wayne's room, and she's like, oh my gosh, that girl's so lucky. Oh, Tia Carrera? No, the one he was started out the show with when they're oh, like, oh yeah, 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 people yeah. watch this crap. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, they're hilarious. I but Tia Carrera though. Oh yeah. Do you remember uh, True Lies? I remember. She was in that too. Yeah. Very 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 nice. There you go. Yes. That's a, that's a 90s star nobody remembers now. <laughs> You're right. That's too bad. Uh, well, you know, I think we've done enough talking for the, for the show, but I, I am inspired to close the show a certain way. And I might do this on the shows going forward for a while until I run out of them. But we were talking uh, earlier, and we mentioned Yogi Berra and, and quotes. And, and who did we compare him to? It was uh, I said Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick is like the new Yogi Berra. Yeah. So, I might try to find some good Ryan Fitzpatrick quotes, too. But uh, I, I figure we'll wrap up the show with a nice Yogi Berra quote. And they're always short and sweet. But in in the conversation talking about going back to baseball and fans and all that stuff, I'll just leave you with this Yogi quote. Nobody goes down there nowadays because it's too crowded. This has been the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Bobby Cozy next week. More March Madness. We'll see you then. Have a good weekend. Fill out a bracket. Find us. ESPN. Go.